This episode is brought to you by Mr. Speedy. Get 50 pesos off when you place your first delivery with Mr. Speedy. When you use the code GeekyMrSpeedy. That's G-E-E-K-Y-M-R-S-P-E-E-D-Y. You can book a delivery via their website, mrspeedy.ph, or download the Mr. Speedy app from the Apple App Store, Google Play, and Huawei Mobile Gallery. Available for Metro Manila, nearby provinces, and Cebu. That's G-E-E-K-Y-M-R-S-P-E-E-D-Y to get 50 pesos off your first delivery on Mr. Speedy. The Geeky Ones Podcast, a podcast where we cover anything geeky under the sun. From wrestling to movies to video games, the Geeky Ones is here to talk all about it. I'm Steven, and next to me is Jude. Today's Hello. show is all about movie trailers. We're talking about the trailers of Mortal Kombat, Cruella, Gundam Hathaway, and much, much more. So before we begin, I guess we should share the links. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. So Welcome to our this. first viewer of the day. All right, so Jude, a lot of stuff happened this week when it comes mm-hmm. to movies. We got the Snyder Cut trailer coming out. We had the Mortal Kombat trailer come out. We had the Cruella trailer come out. Where do you want to start? Like, which trailer would you like to start with? Ooh, well, actually, every there's there's so much. There's so many, I mean. Yeah. But I think I'd like to try... Um, <clears throat> I'd like to try what's ever in your background right now. So, Cruella. So, you know, it's it's kind of, I find it weird that it's still Disney, but you know. Yeah, okay. (laughs) All right. So, basically, the Cruella trailer starts off like your typical. I'm getting, honestly, I'm getting sick of it now. The whole. You know, it has to be like a modern song that you're gonna like feature into a like an old song that you're gonna modernize, and then you're gonna introduce the villain who you wanna feel bad for. Cause hey, oh look, it's a young Cruella before she turned evil. That's pretty much the entire plot of the movie, deba. Right? And yes. and um, I have I forgot to mention this. Cruella is being played by Emma Stone, aka Gwen Stacy from the Amazing Spider-Man movies. Um, I am not yet convinced with Emma Stone being Cruella Deville because I don't know. There's just something too goody two shoes about her personally. Parang okay, maybe maybe on Easy A she was probably like you know an evil person or something. I don't know. I honestly don't know. No, she so, wasn't really <laughs> like okay. Um, there's super bad where she's actually not like really wholesome uh, pretty much yeah. and there's gaga land where yeah you yeah. rarely see her do any uh any villain villainous roles or even dark roles like yeah it's not as much yeah and then when i don't know when it comes to the casting kasi, may, okay, maybe i'm just um so used to the glenn maybe it's my bias towards the glenn close cruella deville because that's pretty much the Cruella Deville I grew up on. I think you grew up on it as well, for sure. The yeah. Glenn Close, the live-action Cruella Deville. So all the expectations are gonna be set with Glenn Close. Can Emma Stone match the Glenn Close Cruella Deville? Like, because personally, I feel like we need to give it time. 
we need to give it time. Then let's see what happens. Kasi nga, first trailer pa lang. I don't want to rush into it. <clears throat> Excuse me. But there is one thing that I have to mention. Ah, I lost my train of thought. I want to be cautious with the casting because we don't know how how Emma Stone's going to be deliver as Cruella Deville. So again, give her time. But I feel like this whole idea of getting movie villains as heroes is not necessarily the best idea because um, I think this was in the Usapan Retro Group. So uh, I want to say hi to the Usapan Retro Group. Shout out to those guys. Um, Annika Delonius, I think. I think that's her name. I'm not sure. Um, I'm not that familiar. But she mentioned how Cruella skins Dalmatian fur. How do you make a person who who uses dog fur as her coat a redeemable character? How do you how yeah. how? <laughs> okay. How? Now that's something uh that's something that I always think about Cruella because she's you know actually one of the darker Disney villains just yes. for that. It's a simple, yes. it's not as elaborate as, I don't know, murdering a population of people, but, you know, killing Dalmatians is, for, uh, for, for, it's pretty, pretty nasty. Like, pretty, definitely it's, nasty. <laughs> it's really, you know, it's really bad. <laughs> like, I have no words to describe it. Seriously. It's just, uh, you can't redeem her, honestly. Like, what do you think, Drew? Like, is okay. Is Cruella a redeemable character? So, to the people viewing well, this chat right now, share it on the chat. Do you think Cruella can be redeemed as a character? Okay, uh, I think Cruella Deville is someone that, like, wait. Okay, I think before Cruella, we've had Maleficent, which yes. actually did well, and you know, until the third movie happened, helped. Um, help her you know it's it's it just worked you know it just worked for that one but if if they're gonna try to make her into a redeemable character it's really hard like i'd rather go there like show her origin story and just keep her like you know make just show her that you know you can't redeem this one you just show a movie like she's just nasty like i'd rather have exactly. a movie that shows that she's really just uh, a vile Dalmatian murdering fashion designer in that sense. Like I'd rather instead of um instead of trying to turn her into a sympathetic figure, you know, let's just let's just make a villain origin story less sympathetic. You know, I want like because we've seen a lot of villain origin stories for recently, past few years, right? Mm -hmm. And all of them have like Oh, you you feel sympathy for them. That's why they become a uh, villain. That's why they go to the dark side. But I want a villain story where the villain is just, you know, an asshole from the start. Like you know, <laughs> exactly. really, yeah. That's how villains should be. You should hate them. You should never. You should feel sympathy for them. I don't. Sometimes you know. Sometimes I don't even understand why some people want to create sympathetic stories for villains. Like if their if their uh, character intention is to to cause harm, like and then you know you explain why. But yeah, like 
it's just uh it's just i want this to be a completely evil disney movie which is pretty difficult because you know it's disney but hey disney purchased so many studios right so exactly they have no choice bit, at this point they might get a bit edgy so i hope i hope it's uh i hope it does well though like um story or whatnot like i hope it just uh does well and you know it looks like it's it's it has a lot of potential and the the movie the production value is good and you know it ties into the 101 dalmatians universe of uh, movies. Oh, and it's, it's been a while since we've we've seen uh a dalmatians movie of that is true any work to dalmatians so yeah, I think the post credits you'll just see um the you see some of the Dalmatians, I think, you know, because that's how it should be. <laughs> Wait, um I wanna check the live action movie. Uh I forgot the name of the uh, Roger and Anita. Like I hope that's the post credits of that movie. Like, hey, you know. And then you know, Cruella just eyeing those Dalmatians. See, something like that. But yeah. This is um i'm not hating on this i i'm actually interested in seeing this because this is something uh, a weird this this is another weird disney movie project that you know they tried with they tried it with maleficent and it sort of worked and it was fine man so i hope this one tries it tries and succeeds i don't know if they're gonna try some weird disney villain universe thing but hats off to them if they want to try that okay so here's the here's the thing um i saw a very interesting theory that was shared by ro moran of the wrestling wrestling podcast uh okay sorry before we do before we before we share that i wanted to talk about why Cruella suddenly has magical powers in the trailer? It's like all of a sudden, why when when did Cruella ever have magical powers? And then when I think of magic, there is a sort of connection with between magic and 101 Dalmatians, which is the thing that Rome uh, mentioned uh, on our Discord server. Kingdom Hearts. So a theory <laughs> for Cruella could be could be at the end of the film of Cruella. Uh, you know, Cruella's done her evil stuff, did all of that. Maleficent appears. And then she mentions, I'm here to talk to you about Kingdom Hearts. Oh man. What if, what if we're reaching Kingdom Hearts territory? What gonna be gonna be crazy, but yeah. it's possible because licensing wise, the only problem with Kingdom Hearts licensing is on the Disney side. But <clears throat> Disney has been pretty generous with their properties in Kingdom Hearts, which mm. is kind of surprising sometimes. And but yeah, um, I would like to see that. People would like to see that because. Maleficent and Cruella are, I think, the first villains of the are the villains of the first game. So yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be nice and yeah. Um, I I don't see why not 
because mm. having a Kingdom Hearts movie is will work. Can you, are we are we gonna do like photorealistic Donald and Goofy? I don't think you you <laughs> should. Um, you can just do like the like Sonic. You Sonicify them, like you know, nice 3D models. You know, still cartoony mm. because it's it would still work. Because um, remember, um, it Kingdom Hearts is Disney movies, uh, Disney movies, and um, Square Enix video games. So mm. uh, I don't think. Putting an ultra, turning it ultra realistic would make that much sense. You know, I'd rather have video game-ish Kingdom Hearts looking uh, Disney characters still. I mm. mean, oh, well, I mean for the live action villains, okay, if there's Maleficent and Cruella there, they, they can be live action. But for the likes of um, the cartoon characters, they should be just uh, like uh, 3D, the, mm. the smooth, clean 3D models. I'm looking at the villains of um the first Kingdom Hearts just to uh, just to see Disney characters. Maleficent, oh yeah, of course. We'll also get Pete. <laughs> oh my gosh, Pete, yes. Pete. Pete. Um yeah, I remember Cruella Deville is somewhat in Kingdom Hearts if I if I think so. I no, because remember she's in remember the Hollow Bastion missions. She's there. She, I, okay, yeah. But the Dalmatians are in Hollow Bastion, tama ba? Ah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, you, stuff, have, to, you have to like collect the Dalmatians in Hollow Bastion, I think. Yeah, there's a mission where you have to collect the Dalmatians and you get the reward. So yeah, that's yeah, that's actually nice. So can you imagine connecting those universes together? Yeah, if ever there was a weird Kingdom Hearts universe, that's gonna happen. That's it's gonna be so out of left field, but yeah. I hope they just execute it right. But hey, Kingdom Hearts is already convoluted from the start, so uh, you know they have a lot. They can whatever writing they're gonna try to pull off in King in a movie. I think they're gonna do a bit better than whatever Square Enix concocted for the past uh, twenty oh, years. Sobra, sobra. Yeah, I think right. having a movie would give a. Uh, would give a more um, focused approach for the whole Kingdom Hearts because you don't know what's happening sometimes. Mm. But yeah, I, Cruella is going to be on May 2021, right? Um, yes, May 2021 on Disney Plus and theaters. Fingers yeah. crossed. Oh my. Fingers crossed. Theaters, fingers crossed. <laughs> that's uh, quite the long shot um, mm -hmm. looking at things right now. But yeah, um, well, right. that's Cruella. Let's go right. to it. So before we continue, I uh, want to say hi to Dana De Leon and De Venesha. Hey guys, thank you very much for dropping by. Uh, before we continue, I want to talk about Shopee. So through the help of our friends at Podmetrics, we were able to team up with Shopee. So every click of a link that we posted here on the right side of your Facebook screen on the comment section, clicking that Shopee link will help us earn a little bit of money. It will help keep the lights on here on the podcast. So do go click on that link and check out with that link so that we can earn just a wee bit of commission. Just a wee bit. Just a wee bit to help keep the podcast running. So thanks to our friends at Podmetrics and Shopee for making that happen. Uh, next up is a movie that I was not expecting to come out all of a sudden. It is the 
2021 Mortal Kombat movie. Starring the likes of... I think, Jude, you're going to like this. Hold on. Let me just check the casting list right now. Um, I'll be taking a look too. <laughs> so, like the okay, we have Joe Taslim as jo- Sub-Zero. Jessica McNamee. I don't know how you pronounce that Scottish name. Um, as Sonya Blade. CC Stringer as Melina, Hiroyuki Sanada as Scorpion, Louis Tan as Cole Young, who is like a random character inserted into the film. I don't know. Lodi Lin is Liu Kang. So yes, thank you. Keeping the Chinese guy as a Chinese guy, good. Mikad Brooks is Jax. We have a lot of um. Wow. They're actually getting a Japanese guy for Raiden. Oh my gosh! Wow. Okay, so anyway, I, I actually uh, I'll say that the casting is pretty nice. Yes, I mean although although some some people are weirded out with Melina's casting because you know she's really inconsistent in Mortal Kombat games, right? Like and she's white uh, one day, uh, she's Asian another. Yeah, and now she's African American. So it's it's a like I think it's just a inconsistency of um. The character creation in general yeah. like how she so and you know um either way you know she melina is a classic mk character mm. so the fact that um looking at the looking at the character guess for mortal mortal kombat 2021 yeah it's really good um this i always hear that this is a reboot of the original mortal kombat films but it, I don't think it should be. You know, they uh, well, you can see it's a re- they say it's a reboot because there was a an existing series of mo- an existing pair of movies, right? Yeah. But I don't think this is a reboot at all. This is just you know starting literally just a new film. Like, but that you don't is have a reboot. To, <laughs> well, yeah, it's okay, sure. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's it's it, it's rather I rather see it a remake. But you know, it's a weird thing. But yeah. Mm. Um, let's go. Um, All right. So the actual trailer itself starts off with Sub Zero destroying Jax's arms, uncensored. Oh, well, he That's just the start of the trailer, it. which is crazy. It's a fate. Like, damn, he was very close to a fatality right there. A lot. What I'm glad about with the trailer is a lot of the trailer features very game accurate stuff, and it focuses on Sub Zero and Scorpion's rivalry, which is really cool. Um, Derv is sharing. There is no techno theme. I feel like they're saving the techno theme for the actual movie. Like we all know, I feel like that it's gonna be there somewhere. It's, it's gonna, gonna be, be there. there. Okay, it's like it's like the Mighty Morphing Power Ranger. You remember that Power Rangers movie with Lodi Lin as Zack for some reason? Um, Lodi uh. Lin is Liu Kang. Anyway, going back. Uh, the Lodi Lin Power Rangers did feature a little bit of that 1995 Power Rangers movie theme, which is probably the best Mighty Morphing Power Rangers theme of all time. And I feel like hopefully the people making this movie, because you can tell parang they, they are passionate about this. And when when somebody's passionate about something, you can easily tell that they're, the product's going to be good. There's bound to be an Easter egg out there somewhere. There's right? going to be an Easter egg Maybe here's what I expect. We don't get the Mortal Kombat techno theme until maybe the climax of the movie where finally like the final combat happens. 
Diba? Or you know, someone someone just running by the street, you know, some bystander is listening to the techno team on his headphones, you mm-hmm. know, because sometimes it's just very subtle Easter egg references from callbacks from previous films or even the games. I like to see a Mortal Kombat arcade machine. Yes. Or be fun. any of the Mortal Kombat creators in a cameo Ed somewhere, Boone. you know. Maybe they just get, I don't know, just get um hacked some hacked by Scorpion or get frozen by Sub Zero, you mm. know, because they were just standing too close to the action. So yeah. something like that. But yeah. Um this the movie trailer uh did not disappoint. Like we're we're always scared about what the hell would happen with um video game adaptations of movies, like mm. ah. Movie, yeah, movie adaptations of video games. I yes. mean, so because like the most recent one, Monster Hunter, was um, I heard that was bad. Is it, it was bad. Yeah, okay. Let's just say it's bad. Um, I mean, it's Resident Evil movie levels of cringe. Mm-hmm. But hey, the mo- Resident Evil movies had the, had the, at least had an audience, and it was and people liked how so far off. It is from the actual Resident Evil lore because you know it started its own weird, uh, weird story and time. So that was, that was weird. But yeah, hey. So Mortal Kombat. I hope it. I hope it's more of a Sonic the Hedgehog result. Like more of a Sonic you know, than a what? Than Monster Hunter maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But yeah. Um. Or you know, I mean. We're looking at films. We're looking at video game adaptations. The closest one that wasn't really bad was Tomb Raider. People that were okay with it, but it. But wasn't, I mean, financially, it wasn't that big of a success, right? Yeah, I mean, it was okay. It was safe. Like, um, yeah, that's how. That's like, it's sad that people are okay with movies or movie adaptations of video games that are safe. You know, mm. because we want to see an excellent one and. Thankfully, we've had we have Sonic the Hedgehog to set the bar to how video game movies can be. So, or should since be this is another '90s franchise being mm. adapted into a movie, I hope it just goes in the Sonic route because you know '90s references a bit, like just um, just a nice callback Easter eggs to old Mortal Kombat video games because that's what Mortal Kombat fans would like. I mean. There's an audience for the cringy, uh, cringy Mortal Kombat films of in the '90s. So definitely, it's it's a wonderful thing, but then for sure. I just hope this one is, this one has a lot of potential, and I think I got sold when Sub Zero turned Scorpion's blood into a freaking knife. That was, was that Scorpion though. I think that was. I'm not Scorpion. sure, but yeah, but yeah, he just stabbed. But the fact that Sub Zero stabbed someone with the blood with uh knife made of that person's blood is just that's mortal kombat mm. in a in a nutshell so speaking speaking of like mortal kombat and sub zero i feel like i'm i'm really glad because uh, sub zero was barely in the in one and two diba diba so one guy i think namatay lang si sub zero after like a certain amount of time and he's gone despite the fact that the entire video game series is about sub zero and scorpion's rivalry tama ba? like like mm-hmm. my friend uh, avi who is like a passionate fan of Mortal Kombat. He um he talked he mentioned how Scorpion is actually the main character of the series, not Liu Kang, not Johnny Cage, 
not not Sonya Blade, none of them. It's it's Scorpion's story. So he was very glad though. I'm I I don't know his thoughts about the trailer now, but that's what he explained to me. Na a, a, a large portion of the story is Scorpion. So looking at that with that knowledge, I realize this is going to be a lot Scorpion centric in a good way. I think that's a good sign, honestly. Sub-Zero 2 might be the cold... Oh, shit. Sub-Zero 2 might be the cold guy. Si Cole Young, who's this yeah, uh, because inserted there's a lot character. Of, um, there's, a, there's like three non-MK characters there. Like, you know, of course, they're going to add a few um, additions that are not in-game. Mm. So I mean, I we're hope, pretty sure he's going to be in the game at some point. I mean, pretty sure that's one of the reasons why they made a movie. Oh yeah, there's one big character that's still missing. Where like people are still wondering where is sub uh, where not Sub Zero? Where Johnny is Johnny Cage? Cage? Yeah, I think I'm wondering the same thing. Where is Johnny Cage? Right? I think okay, it's either they're hiding him, mm-hmm. like even in even in the casting list, just to surprise the hell out of us, mm. or he'll be appearing near the end because you know they're looking to save him up because. I think they're. I think the reason why their Johnny Cage is not present right now is because they want to focus on Sub Zero and Scorpion. Hmm. Because Johnny Cage, because takes the audience. Like when he's there, he's like. Um. I think someone's. I'm not sure if Derv said that this. Uh. Johnny Cage is kind of like Deadpool, fourth wall breaking. Mm. You know ham appearance like you know when he's there your all eyes are on him kind of mm. appear so i think you know they're, they're that's why they're making this a more focused thing uh a, a movie more focused on the sub-zero scorpion rivalry which is classic like that's those are the first usually the first two characters that you play as in the original Mortal Kombat and yes. in every subsequent <laughs> Mortal Kombat and like they're the face of the franchise I know Johnny mm. Cage is like awesome but but you know those two guys those two palette swap ninjas <laughs> <laughs> are, just, are pretty much the the bread and butter so to speak mm. of Mortal Kombat so like, yes, they're the spirit yes, of that yes. franchise so I like this one. Mm. So wait, okay. Now rated one to five. How excited are you for Mortal Kombat? Um, seeing the trailer, uh, I guess a, I guess a four. Oh, because, mm. uh, it's it's missing Johnny Cage. Like I, <laughs> I was waiting for like a bit of Johnny Cage hype, even though it might distract everything. It might distract from everything the movie mm. wants to show. But uh, you know, Johnny Cage is there. But um. The rest, it's good. Like even the end of the trailer, you know, Kano just blowing yes. someone up. Yes, like, like, he oh, just yeah, grabs Kano, the heart. Kano wins. Like, oh, <laughs> that's very, that's very. It's just there's a there's a you feel that the the producers, the guys who made this, it's a James Wan produced film. So James Wan is pretty successful. Like, hey, he's the guy who made the Fast and Furious movie. Uh, yes. Fast and Furious. Uh, I don't yeah. know. He directed Furious Seven, Aquaman, and he was Aquaman and Saw and Insidious. He was the co-creator of those. So you know, <laughs> guy knows blood and gore. <laughs> guy knows oh, blood and man. gore and over the top action. So 
who who better who better to to become one of the producers of this uh, work? And it's really it's really insane. Um, some of the moves there feel like they're they came out of uh, Mortal Kombat 10 and 11. So that's nice, actually nice. neat. All right. Now from one rivalry between Sub Zero and Scorpion, we move on to another <laughs> rivalry that is famous in history between a certain lizard and a certain giant monkey that we all know and love as, hold on, let me get the poster. <laughs> I'm looking for the poster. Where are you? There we go. All right. Godzilla versus Kong. Now... We all know in the 1970s we already got a Godzilla versus Kong movie. Wait, let me yeah. put my head down. Bring my head down. There we go. You can see right there. Godzilla versus Kong. <laughs> all right. So I don't think we need to explain too much about the rivalry between these two, this giant lizard and this monkey or ape. I don't know. I don't even know what you call King Kong anymore. It's 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 a battle of the Goliaths. And we now have two characters with connections to kids because King Kong is connected to like this little white girl or Asian girl. I can't remember. And then Godzilla is connected to Millie Bobby Brown, 11 from, from stranger things. So <laughs> honestly, out of the three trailers that we mentioned, um, Godzilla versus Kong, Mortal Kombat, Cruella. I think I've been most excited for Godzilla versus Kong because you can shut off your brain shut off your brain of all logic and just go let's go let let's see them fight again in 2021 because this movie i think was supposed to happen last year but got delayed due to covid and all and <laughs> i just want to see these guys face off um i don't know if uh godzilla is asexual because godzilla can reproduce on its own so i don't know yet, yeah but i think godzilla is male in the japanese version so if we're talking about japanese accurate godzilla Male Godzilla? I have no idea anymore. Uh, saying hi to Jin, uh, Jinsei Cosplay. She mentions <laughs> on the Facebook comments, we see you being a Johnny Cage stand, Jude. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know, because Johnny Cage is actually one of the, you know, he's especially his recent Mortal Kombat appearances, he just gets yes. hammier and crazier as it goes. Like, you know, hey, at the, eyes on me, man. Just, <laughs> and, you know, he's also one of the, like, He's like the top five of that franchise. So yeah, that's it. All right. So what did you think of the Godzilla versus Kong trailer? Like, are you <laughs> like, what do you think? Okay. Um, uh, I see this as the anti-nuclear war message versus giant monkey. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, Godzilla was a, was not only a monster film. It was um, social commentary on the perils of using nuclear weapons yes but that was that's it's he's a he's an anti-war message friend. but you know king kong is just angry monkey who gets female sacrifice in the in the, in the main stories and yeah. you know gets killed by a bunch of airplanes and on the top of empire state building but yeah um this is a showdown that's been been there for so long decades it's a decades yeah. long dispute yeah since the 70s um, yeah it's been crazy that 
we're getting another one and I kind of like this because um, although Godzilla King of Monsters wasn't received well because, you know, some people don't like that they didn't have story. But hey, Godzilla the, Godzilla doesn't need story if he's going to beat down every Godzilla, every kaiju that he that he has seen in his, yeah. in his previous movie. So, like, <laughs> why the hell are you focusing on story when you just want to see Godzilla punch, punch Mothra? <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> And Kong Skull Island was surprisingly good. Mm. These are, these are they're connected. So this is like their monster verse, which is actually doing good. Like for a small movie franchise, it's actually nice. Like Godzilla was good, deba, right? mm. and Kong Skull Island was a good introduction to King Kong. Like a bit of a modern introduction to Kong. So that was a uh, and. They've been doing well financially. These movies are really are doing big bank, and the fact that you're combining two of the most iconic movie monsters in history are you're bound to get. Um, it's like it's like a pay per view match. It's like yes, a, exactly. it's like a heavyweight boxing match. It's like I don't know Ali versus Joe Frazier, something yes. like that. Yes. You're gonna pay to see this. You're gonna. One one side is gonna pay to see one side lose. Um, for me, I don't think if I don't think uh, I don't want to see anyone lose this fight. I think you know, I just I rather see them. I don't know. I I also like to see them fight uh, fight as a team. You know, Godzilla and King yeah. Kong. You know, <laughs> radioactive lizard and mo- giant monkey. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. I hope they. I wonder if there's some kaiju left that you know they can just mm. beat up or something. But yeah, yeah this is this is just uh, this is just fun. Um, this is a movie. Uh, you're right. You, you can just shut off your brain. You can just appreciate CGI monsters just punching the heck out of each other because that's how it should be. Um, I think that was me when I was watching Pacific Rim because <laughs> I finally get to see a large-scale mecha movie in mm. a Hollywood-produced mecha movie, and it actually worked. Just forget that the sequel happened, though. So, yeah. Mm. But, yeah, Godzilla vs. Kong is happening on... Um, when is it? Oh, March. Very close. And it's an, HB- and it's an HBO Max. Mm. Uh, Another okay, WB. So <laughs> HBO Max is trying banking on um, a lot of movies yes um, speaking of Pacific Rim by the way yeah uh, I think I'm not sure if it's uh, Guillermo del Toro who oh sorry yes it is so Guillermo del Toro said that it maybe who knows we could have a crossover between Pacific Rim Godzilla and Kong that would be oh. epic it but would be so there's... weird though because <laughs> the timeline for Pacific Rim has been set and we haven't seen any giant monkey radioactive lizard in see. the universe see. and you know depends on what timeline godzilla versus kong would take mm-hmm. it's gonna be so freaking weird because mm. unless they unless they just introduce the jaegers in the godzilla kong universe and forget about Where the they? pacific rim universe Where because they? i would like that um Oh yeah, uh, Mecha Godzilla. I I think they I think the trailer showed like people are asking, is that Mecha Godzilla in the background? You know the who knows? Maybe they'll count. They'll try to counter Kong with Mecha Godzilla, but then they <laughs> realize God- it's not enough. But Mecha Godzilla gets his ass kicked, right? You know he's like the weird, 
you know, he's there, you know, they make him. I remember I remember as a child watching a Mechagodzilla film and what happened to Mechagodzilla is he was melting at the end. Mm. Zarina makes a good point. Um, time, tra- <laughs> time travel. It's possible. I mean, this is sci-fi. We don't care about logic. At this point, Let's Pacific do it, could man. use a Let's resurrection go. because the huh? sequel was kind of weird. So, mm. you know, they, they turned it into... Uh, I don't know, they turned it to more action packed. The story was just weird. So yeah. So yeah, Mecha Godzilla, by the way. So I'm kinda happy that it's there. Like you have to show you can't show Godzilla without sh- attempting to bring out Mecha Godzilla just to try and kick Godzilla's ass and you yeah. know fail spectacularly. <laughs> All right. Any final thoughts on Godzilla versus Kong before we move on? Um, this is gonna be fun. I think this is just um I hope it's as fun as uh Godzilla King of Monsters. Mm-hmm. Because that one is uh that one was just really hype. It was just, you know, um it was a gauntlet match. Godzilla and you know versus King Ghidorah, which is like one of the most iconic enemies of Godzilla. Mm-hmm. So yeah. All right. So moving on before we can, oh, sorry, before we move on, I wanted to talk about Podmetrics. Podmetrics aggregates data from Anchor, Spotify, Chartable, Facebook Live, and YouTube in order to show you the real picture of how your show is doing. And when you do your show, you can grow your show. The best part is it's absolutely free. Sign up now at podmetrics.co, that's .co, and... The best part is it's absolutely free. So sign up now at podmetrics.co and don't forget to use the referral code GEEKYHUANS in all caps. Podmetrics, the only analytics you'll ever need for your podcast. Also, speaking of podmetrics, if you want to find sponsors, well, not really sponsors, but like affiliates for your podcast, let's say you want to put like this, a certain company, like a Shopee or a Lazada or any company that's on their list, you can get referral codes from them, and Podmetrics will help you uh, earn money from it. So that's how you keep your podcast running through Podmetrics. All right, Jude, you have been so excited for this next item. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I am uh, going to let you take control <laughs> of this entry, which is number four in our episode today. Let me just for the poster. Oh, yeah, the Gundam Hathaway. Hype. Um, yeah, okay, Gundam Hathaway. I was kind of surprised that oh, they called it go. Gundam Hathaway, Mobile Suit mm-hmm. Gundam Hathaway, because they they were calling it Hathaway's Flash, which is the it was based from uh, manga. Oh no, it's novels. It was a series of novels mm. based because Hathaway's Flash is a surprise. It's another Universal Century story, but. It's a universal century after. It's after Star's counterattack. It's after Unicorn and Narrative. Mm-hmm. Actually, after Shar's counterattack, this was supposed to be the. This was originally the sequel. Like after that, until Unicorn appeared. So, this was in UC one oh five, and it stars Hathaway Noah, which is Bright Noah's son, which is you know Bright Noah is the iconic Eternal Captain of Gundam. You know, he has been the captain of previous Gundam protagonists, and 
that's it. You know, he's been, and then now it's his son's turn. And Hathaway had a bad reputation amongst Gundam fans because in Char's counterattack, he was a whiny little kid mm-hmm. that killed one of the one of his allies out of it out because he killed a girl who was on the enemy side, mm. which was actually stupid. You know, he was just. And he never got punished for it. So, you know, Hathaway, this is, uh, I think this is the redemption arc for Hathaway Noah. Like, you know, he's now older, he's now wiser. And after 12 years after the second Neo Zeon War, which was Unicorn. Mm. And once again, you know, Earth Federation is still a douchebag. Zeon is gone. Um, yeah. Those are one. Zeon in this timeline is now... Uh, because their their treaty has expired, like so, Zeon is now basically a co- just a space another space colony. So, you know, Earth Federation is their usual corrupt, douchey selves, and Hathaway Noah is the leader of terrorist organization Mafti, and their goal is to um, prevent the Earth Federation from privatizing the Earth to the one percent of the world. You know, it's anti-capitalist paga. <laughs> That's how it... <laughs> and it's gonna be... Uh, it's also a Gundam heist film. Um, I know the... I know Hathaway Noah's iconic RX-105 Kashi Gundam is gonna be... Uh, gonna, is, he's gonna steal the hell out of it and he's gonna fight the Penelope. And one thing to note... Um, Late UC. This is the introduction to UC100, which is kind mm-hmm. of weird, a weird era of Gundam design, mobile suit design, because for Hathaway, it's chunky guard mobile suit designs. Um, if you look at the RX-105 Quick Steven on a Google search, you'll see how freaking big it is mm-hmm. and the RX-104 because they're like three times the size of the original Gundam, if you're looking at that. They're really big. Um so yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's it feels like an epic, another epic Gundam showdown, and uh, I think I like the, the original title is Hathaway's Flash because mm-hmm. all of this, this whole story, like happens like in one huge flash, like it's a really quick story, like mm. it was a it was a it was a it was a weird terrorist incursion during the UC era, and we'll see what happens to Hathaway if mm-hmm. he succeeds or not. It's a really. Yeah. I know what happens. Okay, I've re- <laughs> I know what happens to this. So, Gundam fans know what happens. But okay. the fact that it's getting animated, um, because this apart from um Crossbone Gundam and Unicorn, this is one yes. of the novels or manga that fans have been wanting for decades. This is twenty years. This is like Hathaway is a nineteen eighty nine. Novel and it's mm. been overdue. It's been long overdue that you know they've people wanted to see this in animated form because remember in Gundam if it's not animated it's not canon so <laughs> that's how it that's All how right. it feels. But yeah, I wanted to shout out again. Sorry, I wanted oh, yeah, to shout go. out again to Zarina Jinsei cosplay. Uh, this is a pretty big thing that she said. Gundam oh, in yeah. Davao. Do, oh yeah, did you mention what exactly she's talking about? Oh yeah, in the trailer, um, one of the, actually in the movie, one of the settings is in Davao. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they're gonna there's gonna be a fight 
over in the Philippines. You know, mm-hmm. we've been a hot point for Mecca for some reason for recently. Like, um, we have we've been the battleground for Kaiju in Pacific Rim in Manila. Yeah. And then there's Davao now in Gundam. And <laughs> worth noting, like a few decades back, uh, I remember playing a game called Front Mission 3, and they were fighting in Batangas, in Taal. Wow. Like Taal Volcano so, yeah. is now a freaking huge military complex, which was kind of awesome. And although you had to fight Filipino Vanzer pilots in the... They actually kick ass. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. But yeah, um, in Davao, they also showed some Jollibee, which is kind of... Hmm. Which is what got the... Which is what got the Pinoy Gundam fans to just be excited even more. But yeah, um, it's gonna be a it's a this is a unique turn for Gundam Universal Century Gundam because it's way beyond Char. It's way beyond Amuro. Right, mm-hmm. no way is there still. But you know, it's gonna, this is also his last hurrah. Yeah. Also close to retirement. He it's this is uh, I like I love this work. I just like this idea because they're finally moving away from old UC to the new mm. UC. Because new UC, they tried it, like F91, Victor Gundam, it didn't click. And it was an era where Yoshiyuki Tomino was just pressed. Like, he was desensitized with his own work. So I hope mm. they did justice here. Um, also, no, uh, book adaptations of like this are great because it will mm-hmm. open doors for something like Crossbone Gundam finally because yeah. that's what people are craving for. I think I shared the Crossbone Gundam kit on our Discord, Steven. Yes, you did. You people did. love that kit. People love the Crossbone series of kits, but unfortunately, those aren't canon. <laughs> they're, they're hey, no by the way, yes. sorry. Um, the, going back to the Facebook comments, uh, Pacific Rim, the kaiju appearance was Manila. I think yeah, Pacific Rim was one. the first, and then yeah. after kaiju that was what was after that? I think it was Australia, or it was Australia or somewhere in Japan. Yeah, Aiju location. Mm. Yeah, um, I'm excited for Hathaway because it opens up even more possibilities to um, more Gundam adaptations of um, of written works instead Mm. of uh, original anime. Although I would like to see another. They haven't announced any original anime yet. They've been been a while, huh? It's been a while. It's been a um, while. Because uh, they didn't announce anything new last year because Hathaway was supposed to be the new thing. Mm-hmm. I think but then uh, COVID happened. Might a lot of things, yeah. yeah. So I think um, we also might see uh, another new series this year because you know every year there's always a series, even though it's just a series ending on that year or a new yeah. series starting on that year. So mm. it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see what they have on offer, and this is happening on the movie is happening on may 7 2021 finally this is supposed to be in july July. remember that (laughs) july 23 i was excited because it was that was three days after my birthday and you know oh man best birthday present you could give me um bandai oh no sunrise (laughs) so hey hey you can go to Podmetrics and apply and maybe make a suggestion to Podmetrics. Hey, let's call Banky Toys. Hey, Banky Toys, you want us? Can we sponsor us, please? Thank you. <laughs> sponsor our geeky Yes. So speaking of yeah. sponsors. <laughs> <Let's go. laughs> speaking of sponsors. 
If you need to give something to your relatives or to your friends, such as groceries, gifts, food, and so on, and you're looking for an affordable same-day delivery service, you can go to Mr. Speedy with their same-day delivery, which is as affordable as ever with their 5 pesos per kilometer rate. Uh, bear in mind, this might have changed because it is 2021. Want to hear something more exciting? Well, we've got an offer for you. Get 50 pesos off when you place your first delivery with Mr. Speedy when you use the code GeekyMrSpeedy. That is G-E-E-K-Y-M-R-S-P-E-E-D-Y. Right there on the bottom of our screens. You can download the Mr. Speedy app or go to mrspeedy.ph and get your stuff delivered within Metro Manila, nearby provinces, and even Cebu. Sadly, no Davao at the moment. <laughs> I mean, if Gundam can do it, I'm sure Mr. Speedy can do it. <laughs> All right. So our final point of the day is how does streaming impact these movies coming out in 2021? Now, Jude, let's start off with the Hollywood studios doing all of these movies on streaming and in cinema. What do you think is going to change? Like, Do you think people will change the way they um, watch movies now because of this? Okay, well, I think I, we can say that streaming has been part of, has been the norm for the past half decade, so like mm. five years. Ever since the rise of Netflix, we've seen numerous streaming platforms. Amazon Prime is doing well, Disney Plus is doing well, Apple TV, hey, App, yeah. I think it's called Apple TV. Yeah, uh, Apple TV. Their own streaming service. Now we get like, oh, well, look, I see in your background Quibi, which is a failed. <laughs> as streaming platform it, yes. it, it lasted for like six months they tried to they tried Wait, to what? literally yeah, six had, months yeah six months you can give seven you if you're if you're forgiving but yeah <laughs> they, they didn't last long um okay we can we can talk about that in a separate topic but yeah hmm. streaming platforms have been really successful and we're asking the question is streaming the future of movies it's somehow is remember um Netflix last year had a few Academy Award-nominated movies, and they didn't even go to theaters. Um, that's Two Popes. That's Marriage Story. Yeah. There was Roma, which is which was a really one. Uh, international. So. Marriage Story won, right? Yeah, they won awards. Yeah. Uh, I think one of the actress, one of the actor awards. Yeah. Or I think I support the actress, um, but yeah, uh, and uh, the Irishman. So yes, the um, Irishman. That's a super long movie. Yeah, streaming has, you know, streaming is already becoming the future of movies. It's already there because mm. streaming is convenient. Um, right now, you know, we can all say that we have watched live streams of any something in the past week or in the past day. Mm. Um, mm. You. YouTube has been a streaming platform. It's not live streaming, but it's it's the oldest one of the oldest streaming platforms out there. So yeah, um is streaming the future of movies? Yes, it's already there. Okay. It's already becoming a standard for mm. movies that there's th a theater release and there is a streaming release. And I remember yeah. um I think you can in YouTube or before you uh, and now you can purchase a new release of a movie, like you yeah. can watch. It. So, 
it's not um it's not gonna i some people are worried because you know people the tradition of going to the theater is still nice yes yes of course you know it's like it's like watching a play on hmm. stream is still not as um engaging as watching it in a theater, actual theater so there's also that you know the special the magic of course like it's it's been affecting a lot of our geeky things like um physical game releases are going yes digital. comics are going digital and even movies are now going to streaming platforms and sometimes it's the priority is on streaming platforms so it's really a challenge because and but hey the pandemic showed that we have the technology to adapt we have the yes. technology to make sure that we're still able to deliver the newest movies no matter how no matter how like it doesn't matter if the theaters are closed at least you can see it in the comfort of your home with your family and friends mm. and you know um streaming maybe like going online is kind of tiring at times now because you know we've been stuck at home for most of for like a year now so. almost two years now i mean not almost two years it's what happened now, i think it's it's already a year it feels yeah, it's a year. It Crazy. like a year and a half soon if if things don't yeah. go, uh, go properly. But yeah, yes. Streaming is um, well, okay. Will stream till the movie going experience? Uh, I don't think so. There's gonna be mm. people who will still crave for theaters, and although um, I see theaters no longer being big, like um, like imagine Stephen, we don't even go to big theaters anymore. Um, we go to locally. We go to the director's club at SM malls. I don't do that's expensive. That's you. <laughs> no, but the thing is we so don't expensive. we don't watch as much movies because we we pick a movie that's worth watching. Like mm. the last time we did that was in Avengers Endgame. And hey, it was worth yeah. it. Like I was watching Avengers on a lazy boy couch with unlimited popcorn. Hey, I spent money. This is well spent. It's yeah. it's ten bucks U.S. dollars. But hey, that's a great movie experience. So I see theaters going that route. You know, um, mm-hmm. a bit smaller, a bit more premium. But hey, it's it's like um, there's the magic of watching in a cinema is still there, and it's a bit leveled up. Um, theaters are going to be smaller, talaga, because people are still going to be streaming because because mm. streaming is more convenient. There, the, uh, sadly, that yeah, sadly, yeah. you know, there are some people who will argue that they are killing the movie-going experience. But I think it's just uh, adapting to a new generation, to new mm. technology. So right, no, it all won't. Right. All right. So the, what you're saying is, you feel like the movie houses are going to be evolving from these large, large seated theaters to like much smaller theaters, equivalent to like an SM Directors Club, right? Namaba. Yeah. Something like okay. that. So I feel like that could be a compromise. I feel like you know, since less people will be going to the cinema and more people will be purchasing movies on streaming, maybe we are gonna get downsized um, movie cinemas, and it's the the experience is just gonna be different, right, for everyone. So I personally hope that doesn't happen because I feel like <laughs> the movie experience is still something different. So, I don't think it will happen on IMAX. That that's oh definitely, definitely not. Definitely not. You can't <laughs> do that with IMAX. It's such a, a big screen. Theater set up with 
huge ass speaker. So it's it's mm. bound to be a, it's supposed to be epic. Yeah. Um oh, All right. wait, Steven. Um yes. there's also a return of something nostalgic. Uh recently, like um some places have been launching drive-in theaters. Too. Yes, so yes, like, yes, yes. Um if if we're saying that the movie ex- movie going experience is evolving. You know, there's so mm. many ways to do it. There's the classic cinema. There's IMAX. There's streaming. There's drive-in cinema, which is weird. You know, it's it's may not be the may not be the most comfortable or um or, or like clean experience. But hey, it's a uh, it's social distancing. You're in your car, and you know, it's classic. It's uh it's a it's a it's a decades-old thing, and it's now we're seeing a revival, like vinyl records. <laughs> yeah, that is true. <laughs> I mean, okay, like I'm kind of interested in the idea of drive-in cinemas because it does harken back to the 1950s America, where the middle class was like really on the rise, right? In the 1950s, post post-war baby boomers, they suddenly have this like new new luxury of you know watching cinemas directly in a car i feel like it would be an interesting experience because at least you're keeping yourself socially distant but then are malls ready for that because not all malls can do it like a mall like mega mall can do it because they have the giant imax screen indoors i think all of asia can do it right yeah and like i i don't know if all the malls can do it because parking space like real estate such a big thing like are you going to charge them the usual flat rate of parking or like is parking going to be included with your ticket you know stuff like that but um it's, it's going to be a very pop. interesting time yeah. <laughs> but and, I see, and i see when when things go when when you know pan, when pande- when the pandemic gets controlled at some point yeah. like the influx of people going in malls may prevent oh man uh drive-in cinemas from being viable because you need that parking space man you need the yes. parking space. all the people coming back to malls because they're just so excited to be back yeah. in the mall yeah. so gonna be uh gonna be a big challenge so yeah. but yeah that's a lot of um but there's so many platforms right now so you know you take your pick sure the classic the classic uh setups for watching um Films are not there, but hey, you know, streaming is there. You know, you can watch in your phone. You can watch newest film on your phone, and that's, you know, looking back as kids, you know, that that would be a ridiculous idea for us. Yeah, it's so ridiculous. Like, I I remember thinking about the uh, technological advancements as a kid. Like, what if they do this? What if they? What if we can just um video chat conveniently while walking exactly holy crap now it's now it's happening and Mm. you know despite despite the state of the world you know technology has been doing so well in adapt helping us adapt and you know helping us adjust to make sure that we get to get to still enjoy various things Mm. all right so that is it for this episode of the geeky ones episode 64 what movie trailer or what movie are you most excited for um yeah cruella mortal kombat godzilla versus kong gundam hathaway there's so many movies out there there's even trailers for a movie there's even like indie movies or like amc is doing movies 
<laughs> with um, Emmy winner Annie Murphy from Schitt's Creek. Um, she has a movie that, that's coming out soon. Um, let me look for it. Dana recommended the trailer to me. It is almost like WandaVision, but normal. <laughs> normal vision. <laughs> normal <laughs> vision. Uh, Kevin Can Fuck Himself. That's the name of the movie. Uh, it features Annie Murphy uh, uh, from Shit's Creek. I um, know. See- I want to watch. I've been, look- I've been wanting to see what Shit's Creek is all about. Because oh, it's, it's, been- it's, very, it's a very good movie. Uh, it's you a know, very good I, TV series. You have yeah, to watch because, it. You know, I've the last TV series that I really enjoyed was The Good Place, and mm. you know, I'm looking for something that would spark the same same mm. bit of magic. I know it's I know they're different, yeah. but yeah, is it a comedy? Yes, it's a comedy created okay. by Eugene yeah. Levy and Dan and his son Dan Levy. So it's the dad <laughs> from American Pie as a completely different character. Eugene really Levy. Fun. Okay, it's gonna be yeah. fun. Okay, I'm looking mm. forward to that. So. Yeah, there's just so many things. Um, but if yep. we're choosing like what which movie I'm hyped about, um, I'm hyped about I'm most hyped about Godzilla versus Kong because I think mm-hmm. that's the one that's that's gonna have the best reception among all of them. Mm-hmm. Hathaway, I know that Gundam fans are gonna be divided on some of the choices because like Unicorn, they changed a few things from the novel and the anime. Mm-hmm. So that's gonna be big. But um, Hathaway doesn't need to change that much because it's a pretty straightforward story. There's nothing okay. much to adjust. But yeah, Kong versus Godzilla, man. Yeah. Like, you want to see <laughs> Mac Godzilla get his ass kicked, but epic. <laughs> so I'm so I'm so hyped for that one. All right. So thank you very much to those people who watched. Uh, Jin, Dana, Derv, uh, Juno, Fabio, Zar. Thank you everyone to who dropped by and watched our episode today. You can follow us at The Geeky Ones on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Spotify. You can visit our website, thegeekyones.com. You can listen to our podcast wherever you can listen to your podcast. So as for myself, Jude, this is Steven. We're going to see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This episode of The Geeky Ones is presented to you by Ambidexter. Check out ambidexter.media for more information.